when it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. Hello and welcome to the Times Business Podcast, where this week we're going to be taking a look ahead to some of the stories and events that are going to be likely grabbing the headlines and also probably moving markets in 2017. I'm Robert Miller. I'm joined in the studio by Times Business columnist Alexandra Freen and Marcus LaRue, our trade correspondent, and on the line from Brussels, Bruno Waterfield, our correspondent there. Welcome to you all. Alex, let's just start with you. I mean, I suppose one thing we do know for certain is that the outlook for US interest rates has changed. The Federal Reserve has made a decision to hike them. Let's just listen to what Janet Yellen had to say uh, on the world's largest economy at a press conference after the Fed decision. Today, the Federal Open Market Committee decided to raise the target range for the federal funds rate by one quarter percentage point, bringing it to one half to three quarters percent. In doing so, my colleagues and I are recognizing the considerable progress the economy has made toward our dual objectives of maximum employment and price stability. Over the past year, two and a quarter million net new jobs have been created, unemployment has fallen further, and inflation has moved closer to our longer-run goal of 2 percent. We expect the economy will continue to perform well. With the job market strengthening further, and inflation rising to 2% over the next couple of years. Well, Alex, that's a fairly cheery outlook. Can you see anything on the horizon probably to derail that optimistic outlook from Janet Yellen? Well, before I do that, I have to say, and I say this every time, don't you just love her accent? I could listen to it. She's just fantastic. Actually, I did, because I listened to the whole press conference. I mean, yes, of course, things could derail it. And we we could see horrible, you know, runaway inflation. She's, She's... triggered inflation now. She's had this rise. We could, um, if it rises faster than expected, that could be bad. We could get wage growth not keeping up with it. But we've just got to hope that doesn't happen. I think more significant uh, will be the, um, you know, the advent of Trumponomics. 2017 is all going to be about Donald Trump. And there's going to be a shift, a considerable shift in uh, U.S. economic policy in a reflationary direction, and um, we've got um, interest rates going up. We've got this uh, tax cuts on the horizon, and at the same time, a whole dollop of infrastructure spending. Um, so that should all be good for economic growth. I mean, 
if he can raise the money for the infrastructure spending, that is, and if, if he can get the tax cuts through Congress. So in theory, there's a lot of good news. I mean, the fear will, will be about, about inflation. I think that's really the biggest headache on the horizon. And, and actually, the, the other lag of, of Trumponomics, obviously, is, is trade. And, and one of the challenges, I suppose, that, that he'll have will be that all of this makes for the, the, the fiscal stimulus you were talking about, the, the possibility of rising interest rates makes for a stronger dollar, which will actually potentially undermine some of the exporters that he's supposed to be uh, encouraging to bring jobs back to America. There could be some interesting dynamics, and I think a lot will depend on the extent to which he is able to carry through some of the more some of the more aggressive trade policies that he's talked of. I think people seem to... The market, I think, basically has seems to have reacted as though he's really meant the fiscal, the fiscal side of things and the infrastructure spending, but he can't possibly mean the trade stuff because it's too lunatic. Well, it, it is a bit lunatic. And, you know, there is a fear of protectionism and, and what happens with, with, you know, if he sparks a whole bunch of trade wars. And on the strong dollar, the other point is that, you know, emerging markets, which are some of which are big trading parts, with the US, if they have got very high levels of dollar debt, um, they're going to be screwed by having um, a, a stronger dollar. So that that is another potential cloud on the horizon. Bruno, sitting there in Brussels, I mean, I dare say the European Central Bank would love the sort of uh, outlook that Janet Yellen put there. Very different picture, really, from where you're sitting in Europe, isn't it? Yes, it is. There is a um, steady uptick um, in in growth in the eurozone, or it's always a bit more flat than people would like Um, and the ECB has announced it will continue quantitative easing into next autumn, autumn next year Um, but they have they have tapered they've tapered it they've reduced um, the monthly uh, amount and that's going to hurt countries like um, Italy which is going through a lot of political uh, turbulence it's got a a lot of banking um, problems and we're we're likely to see uh, a banking rescue uh, next week and that taper that reduction in quantitative easing is going to make it more difficult for Italy to service its uh, debt um, which is 133% over 133% um, of its GDP so so what I'm saying is that, that there are some vulnerabilities in the eurozone economy um, not least with a very very difficult year of elections coming up next year. I, but I think also that there's another issue here is that while you've got, um, you know, Donald Trump doing his reflationary policies, interest rates going up in the States, interest rates being relatively static in Europe, you know, we're going to see the euro dollar exchange rate put under pressure. And a lot of economists are predicting that uh, parity uh, for the euro with the dollar in 2017. Just before we move on, I'd, I'd like to take a look. We were talking earlier about, um, obviously, Donald Trump going to be the 45th president of the United States. And one has to say, obviously, the inaugural day is a big, big set piece event for the year, starting the year. Let's first hear a clip of what Donald Trump said on his recent thank you rally in Wisconsin. We are going to work so hard for you, and we're going to bring back your jobs, and we're going to terminate Obamacare. We're going to come up with a great, great health plan that Paul Ryan is working on right now. And we're going to cut your taxes, and we're going to have strong borders, and we're going to have the wall. We're going to have the wall. And I have that wall. And we're going to stop the drugs from pouring into our country. And we're going to build up our military, big league, and we're going to take care of those vets. 
And we are going to make you uh, uh, look, here's the bottom line. We are going to make you so proud of your country again. Marcus, do you think that could be viewed with trepidation in the area that you cover, world trade wars, protectionism? Definitely. I mean, it looks increasingly like Donald Trump really did mean all of the stuff that he was saying in the in the Rust Belt on the campaign trail. He's appointed Wilbur Ross Commerce Secretary, known in these shores for the the, the Northern Rock uh, involvement, as um, the guy who will be who will have ultimate sign off on on trade deals. Uh, and Wilbur Ross is a, is a very outspoken critic of NAFTA. For a start, the, the the free trade deal with Mexico and Canada, which um, which uh, which Trump has promised to begin renegotiating on day one. More, you know, more broadly, we heard him there talking about talking about about the 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 wall with Mexico, and there's a sort of you know, it is his trade policy is, is part of a broader you know deeper entrenchment or or, or isolationism, um, and it's it's not something that will be. It appears he will be he will be deterred from by by a tap on the shoulder from a from a uh, from an economist here or a or an advisor there. Well, unless it all comes falling down around his ears. I mean, the promise to build the wall. I I, I don't know. Am I mad? It still sounds bonkers to me. No, you're absolutely right. I mean, the, the, the one one estimate I saw Quantity Square said that it would it would it would cost something like. 15, 20 billion dollars for material alone, concrete and steel, lots before you get to land and labour, presumably Mexican labour. So, you know, and... and well, he we, says the Mexicans are going to pay well, for it. Well, precisely, and, that, and that's yeah. a pretty big chunk of Mexican federal uh, 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 public budget right right there. So it, that is not going to happen, but as, as our esteemed colleague David Aranovich said on the morning after, he said that the media and, and, and the political uh, elite took Trump um, literally but not seriously yeah. and, and, and the, uh, the electorate took him uh, seriously okay. but not literally and I think they hear the wall, they hear the, 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 the line about drugs, they hear the lines about you know stopping Mexico from, or stopping Ford from shipping jobs off to Mexico and they don't particularly care if it's a 35% tariff or if it's if it's a more sophisticated policy tool. They don't particularly care if, you know, the, 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 the average voter in America as here doesn't particularly care about WTO rules. They just want to see it. They just want to see it happen. Um, and it's, you know, it's a difficult thing to argue against. Bill Clinton famously said that, the, you know, uh, the, the, the hardest idea in politics he ever had to communicate was the idea of comparative advantage because it is counterintuitive. Um, that will be um, that will be the, the 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 interesting the interesting. But Marcus, don't you, don't you think that you know when American consumers have to pay more for their smartphones and more for their cars, which are made all of parts imported from Mexico, that they're not going to like it very much? I think they're that's 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 absolutely that's absolutely correct. And I suppose the the question is how the politics of that of that plays out. Mm. And who gets who gets the blame for it? I think that's the, the key point that that you look at um, the political debate with Hillary Clinton taking quite a quite a protectionist line as well. In the states, you would be forgiven for thinking that that imports were a were, were a terrible thing. Um, Brunet, can I bring you in here? Uh, I mean, first of all, perhaps your reaction to to those sort, that sort of talk are in the corridors of Brussels and. Um, then I thought we'd um, take a look at Brexit and what that's going to mean to us. But first of all, your reaction to, to, to or the reaction in Brussels that you hear about Trump's sort of um, tub thumping, if you like. It alarms them, but it really alarms them because it's it's like a mirror held up to the European um, debate. Trump is really um, uh, sort of more or less a grotesque 
uh, version of the debate in France, uh, Le Pen, uh, the debate in the Netherlands, uh, Wilders. So in the corridors here, people are very dismayed because the walls have already gone up in, in Europe. The Schengen area has been uh, uh, suspended. Uh, Migration has become a huge issue. It will be a huge issue in German elections. It will be a huge issue in French elections, Dutch elections, uh, Austrian elections next year and in different ways in different ways in other elections next year the italian and greeks probably um as well the 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 question of tearing up multilateral rules maybe eurozone austerity rules and putting your own people first is the issue in european politics at the moment so i think one of the reasons why trump really rattles um the europeans is because it's like a mirror to the debate um, in Europe, and, in, and next year, the whole of European politics is going to be defined um, by a popular shift uh, towards protectionism, a popular shift that says we should put our own people first, and if that means tearing up multilateral uh, rules and agreements, and so be it. Is that the point, though? I mean, exactly that you've made, that, and, and that is why Brexit is is going to be an added complication in this. Exactly. And so, so, it's a so very Brexit tough time. So Brexit as well really embodies that, that sort of fragmentation, that sort of break-up um, of an order um, that's often called a, a liberal or neoliberal um, order that is seen as having bought economic uh, benefits, even if they're not very um, evenly uh, distributed. So Brexit, in a way, really embodies this feeling that the reality of the future is a more fragmented and a more... Uh, protectionist world. Absolutely right, and I think that, that one of the one of the one of the the added complications on the Brexit front is that you also have probably in a, in a, a very small minority in terms of the electorate, but but politically quite vocal. You've got an ostensibly global-minded, free trade, buccaneering wing of the Brexit movement. You know, people like Daniel Hannan potentially Liam Fox, and his you know privately, and th- that politically uh, is going to be a big issue how we navigate between that vision of um that vision of brexit of 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 turning outwards back towards the commonwealth and setting sail with with you know with 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 ships laden with british goods and services to new markets uh, versus the nigel farage brexit um and it looks a little like to me like um what david davis said yesterday suggests by saying that that immigration won't be negotiated. Um, we'll just tell our European partners what we're doing, and then try to to to, to optimise everything off that basis. That would suggest that the direction that Number Ten has set is 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 very firmly towards the 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 the, the insular Brexit, the, the 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 Little Britain Brexit rather than the Great Britain Brexit. I suppose you could say. The real worry that they they have, uh, I think, Marcus's points are really good points, is that. The, there will be a cliff um, that it's even possible that the, this so-called Article 50, this EU exit clause and the process that it begins, that that might not even work um, and that in two or three years' time there will be this sort of uh, cliff edge uh, moment when Britain leaves the EU and there are not proper arrangements um, in place and that will hurt the EU. Um, as well as Britain. I think that really is a big fear, and it's a big fear that's fuelled at the moment by a lot of what uh, some people in the Brexit camp uh, say in Britain, that they believe that there's a group of people in Britain who are in government who actually want it um, to be like that. And that really does 
rattle people. And there is a big vacuum there at the moment because, of course, Theresa May hasn't told um, anybody uh, what, what the way she fee- sees things going, if indeed she's decided. All right, we'll sit tight and we're going to take a short break now. When we return, we're going to be looking at an intriguing power battle that's shaping up for 2017. That's between Brussels and one of the world's largest companies. The Times Business Podcast is sponsored by Vodafone's Ready Business Britain. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. 2016 has been branded the year of the SME. This is your year. Time for your business to stand out. Are you ready? Vodafone's Ready Business Britain, in association with The Times and Sunday Times, has all the advice, insight and analysis your business needs to make this your year. Get ready. Visit readybusinessbritain.co.uk. Welcome back. Yes, we're talking about Brussels versus Apple. Alex, you've been following the dispute between the European Commission and Apple. I mean, just bring us up to date, if you would, and what are we looking forward to? Well, can can I just say before I do that, we've had this really dismal and depressing discussion about 2016, which really has been the year that you could never have called. I mean, who would have seen foreseen any of these massive upheavals that we're seeing? And 2017, I think, is just going to be possibly equally crazy, but in different ways. And, and as part of this craziness, we have the world's biggest taxpayer in dispute with the European Commission. Uh, Apple is being told uh, by the European Commission that it has to pay uh, 11 billion pounds, 13 billion euro to the Irish government. The Irish government says, no, we don't want this money. Um, And Apple is saying, well, there's absolutely no way we're going to pay it because it's not yours. And by the way, we're going to take it over to America and give it to uh, the tax man in America. It's crazy. The European Commission came out with this ruling against Apple at the very end of August and said that it would publish the details of that ruling. All we had at the time was the announcement. So we are expecting any moment now for the Commission to actually tell us what this is based on. What we've heard so far has has just been the, the bare bones of it. So hopefully we will get more details of that. And then at some point, um, Apple will then put in its appeal and publish that and we'll be talking about it and a very long legal battle costing I don't know a billion dollars and lasting five six seven years will ensue 
What's interesting to me is that the folks at Apple, they take it very, very personally. You know, I've said to them, why don't you just take it on the chin like the big banks that have to, mm. you know, suck it up, pay these fines, get on with it. They put it behind them because they don't want it to drag on. They will not do that. It really bothers them. They want everyone to think of them as a nice company. And they hate the idea of people thinking that they're tax avoiders. And it hurts their feelings. And this goes way, way up to the top. And um, they're not going to let go. So this is just going to drag on and on and on. And who knows who's right or who's wrong and who's going to win. To me, it's just all in the weeds. It's it's completely arcane. And Bruno, looking from the Brussels point of view, perhaps, is the commission being beastly to big business, do you think? Uh, well, I think there's a, a, an American um, element uh, to it when you throw Google and other companies um, into the mix um, as well, and it, it taps into this perception um, or that, that you know trade wars or trade disputes uh, could be, and protectionism is is, is part of um, the future. So there are definitely people in Washington who regard um, this Apple case as, as, as more or less disguised uh, form of uh, protectionism. It'll be interesting to see how a future President Trump handles uh, these kinds of issues. Um, the, the the Commission's publication of its reasoning will be awaited with great interest um, because the amount of 13 billion euros is, is contested by um, almost um, everybody. Uh, it seems to be about 10 times larger um, than the amount everyone initially thought it was uh, going to be. So there will be a lot of interest, particularly um, in Ireland, which is feeling very, very bruised indeed by uh, this commission uh, ruling. There'll be a lot of interest and attention on the detail. Yes, and it's not just Apple. They're going after Amazon, Google, Starbucks and other companies for slightly different reasons. So this one is just going to run and run. And it will be absolutely fascinating to see where Donald Trump, who's not been a big fan of Apple, where he stands on this. And, and there is potentially a, a, a Brexit subplot here as well, because the, obviously the reason why why you have this Irish issue is is their, their very, very low corporation tax. Um, and with the government pledging again to have the lowest the lowest tax in the uh, lowest corporation tax in in, 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 in of, of developed countries obviously that's already earned a bit of a, a reaction from from the e, from the from the EU and there's a sort of broader issue here that some of the policies that the government may wish to implement to perhaps soften the economic blow of brexit will be exactly the policies that will uh, that will risk irking vested interests in Europe. Um, and so there's a there's a there's a bit of a tentative balance there in terms of you know in terms of whether this goes from sort of cutting tariffs on things that we don't produce, which might annoy you know I don't know Spanish avocado growers, and it goes just you know just as much for for getting corporation tax into the into the mid teens. Well, there's lots to chew on there, and well, that's about it for now. But remember, you can keep up to date with all the news and analysis online on your phone, your tablet, and of course, in the paper. That's all over the holiday period. And if you're not a subscriber, you can still sign up to the £1 special offer is go to thetimes.co.uk My thanks to Alexandra Freen, Marcus LaRue and in Brussels Bruno Waterfield. They're all on Twitter so please do follow them. We're going to be taking a short break now and back on the 5th of January. Until then on behalf of Alexandra because that's her Twitter name, her byline rather, Marcus and Bruno and our producer David Maguire have a wonderful and safe Christmas and New Year and after working our way through the Christmas jingles over the past few weeks the most viewed, viewed according to YouTube is the John Lewis offering so here's an extract to play out with. Thanks for listening. Day when dreaming 
The Times Business Podcast is sponsored by Vodafone's Ready Business Britain. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.